Today, it's less frequent that we hear about an American dream coming true. Whether it be because of a lack of belief in its reality, or that it's just too hard to reach in the modern era, a lot of people just give up on it entirely. Unlike the unfortunate events that take place in the Book of Unknown Americans, the story we found depicts a Ukrainian immigrant who from nothing becomes a wealthy and prominent figure in his community. His name was Henry Hoskin, and he was born November 27, 1891, to the Russian Empire. Raised in the area now known as Ukraine, he grew up having to deal with intense discrimination from the Russian government because he was Jewish. Growing up, he despised them, and because of that, he didn't want any involvement in World War I. So when it arrived in 1914, after knowing he was going to have to serve by requirement, he left for America. When he made his journey, Henry had only the clothes on his back and the Cyrillic fonts so that he could hope he could be hired in the printing business. His original plan was to take the Trans-Siberian Railroad across Russia, but when that didn't work, he made his trip there alternatively. Hitchhiking and offering his services, Henry made his way across Siberia and as far as Harbin, China. There he met his relative, Antoinette Gabi, whose husband happened to be a French diplomat in the port town. Shocked at the clothing he was wearing, they bought him a new suit and forged fake documents to get him onto the ship to Kobe, Japan. His relatives had bought him a first class ticket to San Francisco on the Shinomaru. He had said, in first class, everyone dressed for dinner very elegantly and that he was embarrassed that he only had one suit. So to make sure it didn't get dirty, he strenuously washed it every single day until he got to San Francisco. Before arriving at Angel Island, Henry was named Aaron Hanoskin, before the inspectors renamed him Henry. The whole trip took around three months for him, and when he first arrived, he stopped and asked a police officer, where did the Jewish people live? When the officer told him Jews could live anywhere in the city, he thought San Francisco was so wonderful that he decided to stay there for the rest of his life. Life was hard at first, as Henry didn't know anyone in the U.S. He first rented a room from a Russian family and went to work as a ship fitter. Not knowing any English on arrival, Henry was stuck knocking paint off boats for a living. Three to four months later, when Henry accumulated enough money, he bought his fiancée, Marina, a passage over to the United States. At age 19, she departed from Japan on the Persian Morao and sailed to San Francisco. She arrived at Angel Island on August 7, 1916, and she was listed under the name Marina Dobkin. After making it to San Francisco, she and Henry lived together for about four months and got married. After working for some time, Henry met another printer named Albert J. Cohn. Together in 1919, they created the California Printing Company, which took off rapidly. They became so successful that they started printing all the phone books in San Francisco. Henry ran the company as chairman of the board until his death at age 93. Henry and Miriam raised their three children in San Francisco as well. Their eldest was their daughter, Cecilia, and their two younger sons, which were named David and Ernest. In 1931, on Richmond District on 25th Avenue, they built a beautiful new home that was around 4,500 square feet, and was where their other children, David and Ernest, were born. It costed the family $8,000 to build in 1931, which in today's money is only around $119,000. Along with this business, Henry was a very prominent leader in the Jewish community, and one of the founders of Congregation Beth Shalom at 14th Avenue in Clement, which is still active today. In 1960, during its centennial year, Henry served as president of the Bina Berith, which is the oldest Jewish service organization in the world. Henry passed away at the age of 94 in 1984, and Miriam Hoskin passed away in November of 1973. 
The Hunskins managed to grant themselves and their children a wonderful life. Though we'll never be able to experience their story besides them, we could still appreciate the amazing story that they had. Henry ultimately got what he came for and more. He transformed what would have been an impoverished life in the Russian Empire to becoming free from the discrimination and segregation of his past, the creation of his own successful business, and the raising of his family in a healthy environment. Ukrainians, along with many others, can offer us both good and bad experiences in addition to our country. This story shows and offers a great experience and also gives us an example of what bringing new people and their ideas to our country can offer. And their youngest son, Ernest, still remains active in the printing business today.